Happy Woo Wednesdays. Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes. If you're loving this podcast, please leave me a review or share this on your Instagram stories. I'm just going to love you for that. Today I have Kelly Ann Peck from Sales Uprising. We have so much in common. Our middle names are Anne. We both marry guys from high school that are introverts, opposite of us. And we both are business coaches. She helps you, CEO, hit 250,000 plus and get off that hamster wheel. I love how intentional she is. She talks a lot about mindset and setting intentions, what hard questions to ask during your sales calls, and to have a spot payment plan on the spot. Today we get super deep on what questions you can ask your potential clients. For your homework today, make a list of three to four questions you can ask your ideal client on your next sales call. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hi, everyone. I'm Carissa Wu. Welcome back to Get a Heck Yes. I have a very special guest. Her name is Kelly Ann Peck. Oh, I have the same middle name. She's a business sales coach with Sales Uprising. And she's respected and trusted source for businesses thriving. With a career revenue of more than 23 million and 24 years of sales expert. Holy cow, can I get a piece of that? She has helped countless companies reinvent their business model and become powerhouses. Welcome, Kelly. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love that we share the same middle name. Uh, Do you spell yours with an E or no E? No, no E, same as you. Yay! So it's like exactly the same. I absolutely love that. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Yay! Yeah, my grandma was named Annie, so I took the name Anne. Um, But yeah, it's a great name. (laughs) And your name flows really well. So Kelly M. Peck. Yeah, that really rolls off your tongue. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Cool. So Kelly, tell everyone where you're from, what you do, who you serve, you're a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so um, I am from Ashburn, Virginia. It's about 45 minutes southwest out of DC. So I'm East Coaster. Um, I've lived all over the world or all over the country, Uh, but the East Coast has always had my heart. Um, Ironically, my husband and I went to the same high school and we are one of four couples that graduated from the same class Wow. Uh, go cadets. Wow, you know, did you Frederick get, I, 97. Did you high school sweethearts or you got married later? Uh, no, apparently he had a crush on me, but my husband's like super introverted. Uh, we're uh, very opposite. Um, but yeah, like we were friends on Facebook forever. And yeah. then he said something really funny on Facebook that I thought was hysterical. And we've been together 
let's see, it'll be 10 years in February and we'll, we'll celebrate our eighth an wedding anniversary on New Year's Eve. So, oh, um, are we the yeah. same person? I, same thing happened with me and my husband. He's super introverted and we've been together for 10 years and we went to high school together and not, nothing about the Facebook, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm, no, that's awesome. we're, like, we're kind of aligning right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing how opposites attract, right? Um, so, but yeah, I've been in hospitality since I was 19. Uh, my dad was a entrepreneur. He started his first business a year before I was born and he made me go and work for him oh. during the summer in my first year of college. And I do? did not want to sit behind a desk, yeah. uh, but I learned a lot of very pivotal things that I needed to learn okay. uh, working for him and my uncle, which was an interesting dynamic. I would like be with my uncle during the day after college and then I would go home and be with my dad. So that was like, that could be interesting sometimes, especially if I wasn't doing what I should have been doing um, at work. Uh -huh. uh, so <laughs> getting it from both ends. But yeah, no, I've been in sales for a super long time. Absolutely love selling. Um, for me personally, and that's why I'm so excited to like dive into sales scripts today Ooh. is selling is just a conversation how I have been able to produce, how I've been able to make my money, how I teach people how to make money um, in their businesses is really, it's just, all it is is a conversation. We, we stress out about it. We get overwhelmed by it. And it's really just having a conversation and talking to people. Um, I went into the coaching space when, uh, during COVID, mm. I was planning huge corporate projects and I loved that, but I really wanted what was like the 10 year plan, right? Because I didn't want to be working 16 hour days when I was in my fifties and people just started reaching out and going, Hey Kelly, I don't know how to sell, but I want to start a business. I want to start something new and I need to know how to do that. So, um, it's been a huge silver lining for me. I absolutely love the text messages that I get now oh. from my clients that are like, I just got my first five figure deal. I, uh put together a package and a price and they took it and it was my ideal person. And, um, yeah, so, the, uh, yeah, so it's been great. And then I got acquired by sales uprising. That was a big thing for me this year on um, my company, um, Emerson Reese creative got acquired and I emerged with sales uprising. So that was like a huge, huge, uh, achievable moment for me. Oh. And, yeah, I still I get to have more impact with another powerhouse uh, CEO. Her name is Katie. Her middle name is Anne too, ironically. Um, <laughs> and we get to we get to teach people um, how to grow and how to expand and give their impact back to the world. So oh, I love it about me. That's a great story. Oh my god. Okay, so I pretty much understand everything you said. Um, let's go back to your dad's company. What were you doing? And was it sales related? So I was a lifeguard in high school. Okay. <laughs> and my dad was like, you don't get to do that anymore. You have to come down and work for me. And, um, I did community college for two years before I went to Johnson and Wales. I just had no idea what I wanted to do. Was people who know me now are like, really? You had no idea. Like I, like I have a plan to a plan to a plan, right? Uh -huh. um, and I think that's just 
that comes from being in the hospitality industry. Like we have to have plan A through Z. And sometimes we're working like plan K through J or whatever it may be. But um, it's one of those things where my dad was like, I want you to come work for me. Um, I had no desire to to take over his business one day. Uh -huh. uh, my dad used to make fiberglass piles. So oh, there you um, go. they go around uh, bridges. His piles are on the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, there's another big bridge here uh, in Maryland that takes you over to Ocean City uh, that his piles are on, but it they put concrete in between the bridge and the piles and it helps with corrosion. So it oh, helps. Okay. The is that, so is, is Emerson Reese your dad's company? Emerson Reese Creative was my company that company. got acquired this year. Okay, yeah. So tell me a little bit about Emerson Reese and like who you served and was it sales as well? Yeah. So what's really cool is when you have strategic partnerships and you have alliances and relationships and all of those things. Um, really the trifecta when you're a CEO, it's how can I scale? How can I delegate? And how can I make more money? Um, and Katie and I have known each other for a very long time. Uh, and we run the same mastermind program called the top six mastermind program. Mm -hmm. And what was really cool is we started talking over a year ago we do a one, we do a business planning retreat in November, mm -hmm. which I just literally came home from Arizona uh, two days ago from it. And all of our clients were like, we don't get to see each other in our masterminds because when you become a client, you're with us for a year. Mm -hmm. And we got to thinking and then it was like, well, they want to be together. It gives us more time to work on our businesses and go out and find more clients that we love and make more impact and make more money. Um, and we did that in January and then it just, we've done more and more together over the year. And then we just started talking about me coming on to the team and being acquired. And that's kind of how that happened. But wow. I do the, I do the exact same thing uh, at Sales Uprising. I'm a coach mm. and I teach people through private coaching and retreats and group coaching um, how to make money and how to serve. And you can be the best at what you do, right? But if you don't know how to run a business, you won't have a business. So yeah. and we, we talk about sales being the act the cash flow and oxygen to your business. It's the one piece in your business that physically puts money in your bank account. So we get to go out and teach those things. And it's so much fun. I mean, I could talk about sales all day long. So yeah, I mean, we, I mean, my, my mom was in sales her whole life. She worked for like a swim, swim magazine selling ad space. So, um, and I grew up like listening to her sales calls and she worked for like a radio station, but then I became a wedding photographer. And then obviously, you know, you get scared as heck to talk to clients. Like I would yeah. cry after like these meetings. Um, but I guess, tell me like who you serve right now. Like, do you work with a lot of wedding professionals? I'm sure you work with everyone, but um, who's like your ideal client? Our ideal client is someone that is, really hungry to get to the $250,000 mark within a year. Wow. They, they might be in business for a long time 
and just haven't been able to get over the hump of making 100K. Um, you know, with how many businesses that are started, you know, the 28 million businesses, small businesses that are out there, less than 10% ever make $100,000. And that is really where, like, I can't handle that statistic. Um, and we really want to shatter that statistic with helping people get to making 100K, double six figures, whatever that may be for them. But we work with CEOs, solopreneurs that literally are wearing all the hats and are tired and burn out. And we help them find their ideal clients through their niche, as well as how to put money in their bank account, how to sell oh, to them and how to land them. This is a really, really exciting conversation because of course we want to make impact, you know, you know, no one like talking about money is taboo, but if you don't have money, you don't have oxygen, you can't breathe, you're, you don't know how to pay your bills, you literally feel anxious about it, you know, stems from your favorite quote, cash flow is oxygen. Um, what is like your secret sauce to people making money? Or how do you get your heck yes from your ideal client? Or you could kind of spin it however you want. Yeah, so when we talk about sales, it's literally going out and finding that person. And I'll use networking as an example because most people think that networking is a sales activity and it's actually, it's not. It's a marketing activity. Mm. You're going out, you're getting dressed up. Well, you may be dressed up and sitting on a Zoom call. That's the beauty part of national virtual networking, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. um, but you're trying to figure out who you need to talk to in that room and whether it's worth your while. We talk about a million dollar question where, where are your people hanging out? Where is it, where can you find them easily and inexpensively in order to be able to have a pool of fish to be able to go, okay, this person I need to talk to and sell my services to. I need to build a strategic relationship, a partnership, whatever that may be, but you're going out and you're just talking to people. And some of your listeners may be, well, I do that all the time, Kelly. Well, you not only got to go out and talk to them, but you also have to follow up with them. You have to do a one-on-one. -on -one. You have to go to coffee. You have to follow them on social media, all of those things, right? But when you physically get the meeting on your calendar and you are talking to that person and asking them about their pain points and all of those things, then it turns into a sales activity. And one of the biggest hiccups that we see over, over and over again is people are just absolutely terrified to have conversations. Mm -hmm. They are so terrified about the no versus the yes or the no internally for us as the CEO or the salesperson to go, okay, no, this person isn't the right fit and it's on to the next. To the next part just absolutely terrifies people. Yeah. Um, and it's how many people you're talking to. You know, if you're talking to not a lot of people, you're probably not going to land a lot of things. Um, you have to hear no and be okay in the confidence of the no from the prospect 
in order to move on to the next person and find that right person who you know is your person. Like when you're on a call or you're on a meeting and you're like, I can help this person. I can make their wedding beautiful. They want these types of photographs, like whatever that is, right? Um, it's vetting them. And we tend not to vet. Mm-hmm. We tend to go, I have nothing in my bank account and I need to land this because I need a, I need a paycheck. I need to pay bills. Or I love weddings and I love all weddings and I'm just going to take everything that comes my way. Mm-hmm. That just makes me tired. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking so about it in that way versus going, okay, I know I want to book 30 weddings this year and I want to have a package that's got 10 hours, a second shooter, it's in this price range, and I want this many people, and now how am I going to go out and find those 30 couples? It's way easier to think about it that, like that mm-hmm. than going, oh, my God, Kelly wants me to go to a networking event and talk to people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you kind of look at it more of like a bird's eye view, right, of like the full year yep. instead of just like kind of doing stuff and like hustle mode all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we're not intentional with our calendar or our time, and our time is money. I mean, when you are a solopreneur or you may have one or two people on your team as a CEO, you you cost a lot. And if you're in things that aren't making you money, and I'm not talking about the things where you have to deliver to the client. Because that's one thing, Uh because we have to deliver to them what we've told them. But if we're worrying more about other things that are busy work that aren't getting us to the place of selling or marketing to that person in order to find them, in order to have that conversation, it just slows down the process. Mm. You're you're keeping your cash hostage Mm. from the client. Yeah, I'm trying to wrap my head around everything just from like a wedding photographer or a wedding vendor prospect. But what would it be like, kind of in like a nutshell, just to like work with you guys from A to Z? So how you work with us within our program, there's a reason why you're with us for 12 months. Mm. We are not the shiny object that I can solve all your problems on an hour call. Um. I am also not the person that can solve all the world's problems and your problems within three months or six months. The main reason why we have a 12 month program and why our candidates come in is they are hungry to get unstuck and they are hungry to be able to be a part of the business builder modules that we have that we teach live and local Mm -hmm. on Zoom. And they use the sales and marketing and business strategies in order to work their business Mm. so they can grow. And we talk about all different types of things that you need in your toolbox as a CEO in order to grow from business planning to what your niche is, to leveraging and packaging your time, to charging what you're worth to how you put people in your sales pipeline. You need all of those tools to be able to go out and be super successful. Yeah. As well as delegating too, because you're one person. So 
for us, that's where we find that it takes 12 months, sometimes some 18 months to figure out what strategies work and how to literally fuse them into their company and get on a, you know, a well-oiled machine, right? To be able to make it work for them. So, and it takes time, like, and there's no handbook to entrepreneurship. You like start a business and it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. Um, there's thousands of things that your listeners, as well as myself, know what things are like from a footer on a website or a trigger on automating something on the bucket. I didn't know what any of those things were. And then I went into business and I'm like, well, it's on Kelly. Nope, that's on Kelly too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I mean, even when I went to your website, it was very clear what you guys did and it was very clear, like how to book. And I feel like a lot of people don't even have that. I, I like what, what you said in the sales pipeline, like yeah. if you do go to a networking events, you know, what do you say? Who, who do you talk to? And then what happens next? And then what happens next and how you do the follow-up and how do you keep track of all these people? Like people don't really know that um, they can manually tra track it. They could try to send a vendor um, a present or a gift. They could talk to a venue, but really like, are you making an impact? And I feel like when you said this business builder tools, like you're kind of creating these tools of all your years of expertise to kind of make things streamline. And that's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, because we only have time is time. Everybody gets 24 hours. Yeah. No matter if you're Michael Jordan or us mere mortals, right? Like time is time. Um, and it's figuring out what processes work for you as well as, you know, if you don't have a CRM, that's okay. Excel spreadsheet works amazing. Uh -huh. Like, and again, it's what that person does, what their business name is, or if it's a C to, you know, B to C, who that client is. Uh, when you talk to them, how you got them on the phone, it's all of those things. Your CRM, your email marketing list is one of your biggest assets in your business. Mm. And if you're not working that or physically making touches on clients as well as prospects, I think some of the misconception with me being, because I've sold for so long, I still have to massage a prospect, whether it's on the phone and landing the business, because that does happen. Yeah. But at the same time, people have to make decisions. People have to have, they have to talk to their significant others. They have to talk to mom and dad. They have to do those things when, especially when you get into a four figure or five figure service, it's just, it's a longer sales cycle. Um, and I think some just think that it's automatically going to happen. And some do. Some come to a meeting and go, okay, let me write you a check. Which those are amazing, but they're few and far between unless it's a referral or unless it's a repeat client. So it's figuring out and going, okay, I have this person. I've hit the pain points. I've asked the, the right questions. And if they go, okay. I need to have a minute to make this decision. 
I've seen your packages. I've seen all the things. How, what's the next step in the process, right? Yeah. It's going, okay, pull out your calendar. What does the next three days look like for you? I know you need to have a, I know you need to make it, have a conversation. I know you need to think about it. You've already told me that this package and this pricing makes the most sense to you. Let's get on the phone in three days or a Zoom, whatever that is for you. And we can answer any of your questions, put you at ease, and we can go from there. How does that sound to you? What does Friday look like for you? What is Thursday of next week? Whatever that is. But it's getting them on your calendar. Yes. And yes. then it makes it easier to pursue them because you don't feel weird. You don't feel uh -huh, picky. Uh -huh because of the fact that they know that you're going to call them. Exactly. You, they know that they have a meeting scheduled with you. Yes. They know that you're going to be there to guide them in whatever service that they pick. I'm all about that. I teach mastering the sales call, but every I still I'm still taking weddings, but I always say, "Hey, I'm going to send you the proposal and then I'm going to text you when I do so it doesn't get lost in your emails so they don't think I'm like this person that like needs a business. I just want to say like, I'm very like, I'm an action taker and I'm going to make everything as simple as possible. And I think people that do that, um, you kind of build trust because you feel like they're on top of things. That means, you know, they, they know what they're doing and they, um, they'll take care of me. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. We are here to be the guide and the expert. Yes. You know, and the biggest thing when we talk about pain points or we talk about hard questions, like you have to ask them what their date is. You have to ask them how many people are in their bridal party. You have to ask them where is the location? What times are we starting? What pictures are most important to you? Like those are all valid questions and important questions that you need to know. But when you're asking them questions, like what, what challenges have you had in the past when you're looking at booking a wedding photographer? You have to get down to the pain of it. Yeah. You know, like you have like what will what how will you feel when you book your wedding photography? Those are good. What questions. will that do for your relationship? I guarantee you're going to hear I'm going to stop stressing about money. I get to go out and have a date night with my future significant other, my mother and dad or whomever that is will get off my back to know when the date is, what kind of food we're having, like all of those things. Like they're going through that. Um, and I didn't get it until I was a bride because I had planned over 300 weddings in my uh, career and sold to couples and did all of those things. Uh, and I'm just like, why is this person having a meltdown in my office? Like, we're just talking about food, but it's so much more than that. Wow. I didn't get it until I became a bride and I, I paid either. Yeah. It was so different being on the other side of the line. Yes. It was weird. Yeah. And there were plenty of those. There were plenty of those days that I had as, um, you know, in the process of getting married and all of those things, I knew what to do. I knew that I needed to contact the venue and the vendors and, and all of those things. But at the same time, we were paying for our wedding and our parents wanted to say, and I'm like, yeah, you're not like, cut us a check and you can have more of a say, which was very... <laughs> Which was great being on that side, but yeah. at the same time, like they're in turmoil, like we solve a lot of amazing things for them. 
And when you're asking them those kinds of questions and getting down to the pain points, and everybody knows what their pain points are because they hear those questions or they hear that in their answers all the time, like what's keeping them up at night. And when they know that you're going to solve that and they can sleep and they can go out on a date night, that questions are going to stop. Uh They are going to be at a point in the sales process where they will literally look at you and go, here's my card. I want this package. I'm ready to sign. I'm ready to do those things because you're making the pain go away. But if we're not asking those questions and you can't hold the cards to know what they need. And that's where people go. I don't want to ask that Kelly. You don't have to ask it, but it's going to take much longer to get that client that you so desperately want, Mm. especially if you're in a season of law in your business or when you're killing it and you've got all of these weddings lined up and you're super busy, you still need to be filling the funnel. So when you get to the next year, you get to the next six months that you have people that are going to buy your services. So there's really a twofold. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because There are people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15 minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out, on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Just to guide the audience or the listeners right now, the hot topic is what type of questions to ask to have prospects close themselves. So it's such a juicy topic. And you mentioned a couple questions wedding photographers could ask, but can you say them one more time? Maybe those two questions. Sure. So there's a couple of questions. I mean, I don't know which ones I just said. However, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of que- questions that you can ask them, right? It's when we talk about impact, because you hear it from other entrepreneurs, other business owners. I just want to have impact and I want to do good. We are really in a industry of service. Uh-huh. And it's what will your life be like when you book your wedding photographer? Oh, what will you be able to go out and do? How will this affect your relationships when you go and book your wedding photographer? And I know that sounds weird, but it's their relationships with their parents, especially if they're paying. It's their relationships with their significant others. It could be their relationship with a sibling. I mean, it could be anything. There's so many family dynamics. And then another great question is, what will this be like for your 
your well-being. I know that I get to sleep. I know I get to go on vacation. I know I get to go out on a date night. I know I get to go and do these things. Another great one that I did mention was what type of challenges have you been dealing with while booking your wedding photographer? And the reason why you want to lead with something like that is because you are teeing them up to tell them that you're going to ask them harder questions. Wow. These are good. I never heard of these. <laughs> I, I no, well, question, what are you looking for in a wedding photographer and what's keeping you up at night? Um, what else? What have you seen or liked or disliked at a previous wedding? Because I'm sure everyone's been in like, you know, multiple bridal parties, but these are even deeper. Yeah, it's we call it bridging the gap. When oh, we're talking okay. about um, sales scripts and sales questions within your process. And, and it's the hardest part of the process because you're literally taking them from being stuck from point A, and then you are bridging the gap to point B of them going, oh my gosh, I have to have this person shoot my wedding. She is, she knows all of the hiccups with my parents being divorced. I mean, again, I'll use myself as an example. My parents had not been in the same room in 20 years. Wow. Like people needed to know that dynamic. Yeah. My wedding photographer needed to know that dynamic. Uh -huh. My husband being an introvert, it was the hardest service for us to book because he didn't like getting this picture taking. Uh -huh. Mike, Mike, who, Michael Clark, who is in Baltimore, shot our wedding and Michael and my husband had a bromance oh. by the time our wedding day because of the fact that and we got the best I mean it's giving me goosebumps right oh. now but we had amazing pictures because of the fact that Jason felt confident and free in front of the camera with Michael oh. and that was a pain point for us oh. you all solve those things you just tend not to talk about those things wow you want to talk about you know when is the date? What pictures do you have you seen that you like in the past? Like those types of things. Whereas when you just flip the switch and it's like, who's an extrovert out there? I love working with extroverted couples. I love making you feel confident in front of the camera. Like see how that dynamic is completely different. Uh, um, where it's like, I want to feel confident. I mean, we all want to feel confident, right? But sometimes it's an internal thing, you know, for whichever significant other for that. So it's just, it's a mindset thing, but it's also getting over the hump of like, Kelly, why would you ever ask me to ask those questions? They're super powerful. Yeah. People, people buy because of time, money, relationships, and their well being. And those pain points and those questions hit those pain points. And sometimes it's very emotional for that prospect, but you also need to get down in the mud with them in order to be able to lift them up, be able to guide them through your services and all of those things. Yeah, I feel like the deeper you go with, you know, your potential clients, like price doesn't become an issue as much. It's like you could just, you know, you could take budget from florals and, you know, put it in your photography package or budget from your honeymoon or 
pack uh, money from your rehearsal dinner. So it's, it's not about like the price. It's about the value and kind of understanding their needs or family dynamics, like you said. Yeah. Um, and also just them as a person, like Michael Clark, shout out to him. Um, he connected with your hubby because, you know, he's not going to make him like, you know, jump in the air, like do crazy cartwheels, you know, like he, he understands, <laughs> totally, like, he's just like more chill. So he just wants to like, you know, um, be more mellow. So it's just, um, photographers like that, they'll do so much better in business, um, just understanding people's needs and I guess just understanding people in general. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes we take being human out of business. It's all transactional when at the end of the day, people just want to be seen and they want to be heard and they want to feel that they're in a safe space. Mm. And that's exactly what you all do as wedding photographers. Mm. Wedding couples are seen through your lens. They have an, I mean, again, besides video, the, the photos and the video, if people decide to do that, but that's the most important pieces that they have after unless they get into paper deal details and go down that rabbit hole like we did and we still have our paper details uh -huh. but we still have our photos uh -huh. we you know and all of those things but on the flip side of that because of the connection that michael made with us like my whole bridal party wanted to go out and have drinks with him after the wedding Wow. And not like after the wedding ended, like we went out and had drinks with him like a couple months down the road where the whole bridal party got together. It's because he created, not only did he create those memories, but he built a relationship and he was human. He made us feel seen. So it's thinking about those types of things when you're crafting your questions to be uh -huh. able to ask your wedding couples. Yeah. And I really, really liked when you said, you know, as you're a coach, but you said like, I'm not your shiny object. Um, I really resonated with that because yeah, you could give them the business builders. You have the modules, you know, have the calls, you have the retreats, but at the end of the day, like, you know, like my students, your students, they have to build skills and it doesn't, and they have to build like mindset shifts and they have to become a new person. And it's not just one lead magnet or email sequence that's going to make them, you know, $250,000 a year. Yep. It's a lot of different things. And it's becoming the person to hit that six figures, hit that next six figures, hit that $500,000. So, you know, I, I don't know when you said that I was like, I was kind of really blown away by that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, it's who you serve and who you want to serve. It's also, it's a very personal thing when you are coaching, as well as when you are in a space with someone who their business is their kid mm -hmm. and their baby. And we hold it to the cuff. We wear it on our sleeve. We're the only ones that know our businesses through and through. And it's very sensitive things mm. that we talk about with our clients, as well as you talk about with your couples. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's not a stack of photos that you're, that you're servicing and, and selling to someone. You are make, making memories. Mm -hmm. You are, and not only that, but like, 
grandma that got to attend the wedding, but five years down the road isn't there. Mm. You all documented that. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly, incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's having more of those deeper conversations and connections mm -hmm. with your prospects and with the right ones. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're on the phone with someone or you meet someone or you're on Zoom or in person and you know that this person is not a good fit, as a CEO and a salesperson of your business, you have every right to stop that conversation and just say it's not a good fit and move on. Mm -hmm. in the nicest way possible mm -hmm. because again time is money and you know i mean think about it even for you right how many sales calls have you been on where you're like this person there no i'm on vacation anytime this person want has a date or this is just <laughs> a, this is just not a good fit for me that's because funny. they don't have any boundaries that's funny uh, <laughs> I'm on a vacation <laughs> on your wedding day. <laughs> yep. Nope. I booked that day that is, too. That I'm on hilarious. vacation as well. I guess um, maybe one last question before we get into fun rapid fire questions. This went by so yeah. fast. Um, I guess your best email marketing tip and trick, and maybe how to get people on your email marketing list. So I don't know if you all have heard of Popple, but Popple is like my all-time favorite thing ever. Um, I haven't heard of it. People may have heard of Dot. Popple is literally a online business card. It's an app, and I will never have printed business cards ever again, even though I love like a 36-point print business card. However, <laughs> what Popple does is you create a business profile you can put your email address your phone number your website you can put strategy sessions you can put wedding calls on there you can put an opt-in you can put any kind of links on there okay but the cool thing is is it's all generated by a qr code wow. and the beauty part of covid is everybody knows how to use a QR code now. So when you're out networking or you're out speaking or you're out doing any of the things, they can literally hit your QR code and then a page comes up, they fill out the information and then they go into your, but it also generates a CSV list. Oh, wow. And you know exactly where, the, where those people came from. Wow. So Popple is great. I, that, How do you spell it's, it? It's a P O P L. So um, we have on Popple that if you're subscribing to anything, you go onto our email marketing list. Um, but it's also another sales tool that okay. we use in our business. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So cool. I love these little hacks that make your life easier, make you look cool with a QR code. You know what I mean? Because I get business cards and I take a, a photo of it, like, and then I throw them away. <laughs> yeah. Popple, you can take a photo of a business card. Like if they don't want to do the QR code, I will just grab their business card and I'll take a photo of it. And it literally updates it into the Popple for you. And then I just give the business card back and they're like, well, don't you want it? And I'm like, no, I already have your information and I'm saving a tree right now. Yeah, yeah. I love that line. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cool. Wow. This conversation went by really fast. I really resonated with it. I was just trying to kind of listen to everything that you're saying and really try to, um, 
I don't know, just wrap my head around everything. Um, I think what I've gained from it is like the questions you ask are just like the most important thing ever to truly make that connection. And in return, like you're not really having to do any like salesy sales um, where you're kind of like, hey, like buy my stuff, you know, it's totally the mindset is different, but also like working with you and your team, um, I imagine that you guys have a lot of different sales um, techniques to build your business because if you're in hustle mode, you can't really make $250,000 a year if it's just you, you know, um, busy, busy, busy. So I feel like you have a lot of strategies. So I would highly encourage everyone to reach out to you, go on your Instagram, go on your um, website, and then maybe go to the retreat. But um, tell everyone, I guess, about the retreat that's coming up. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually, uh, December 13th, we have a one day business planning event. Uh, it's going to be virtual. So you can be in California or you could be in DC, wherever you're at. You could be, we have people from Canada that are coming to this event. Uh, so it's from 8.45 in the morning until 5 p.m. Eastern. And it's a business planning event where you literally are going to craft your plan for 2023. So we have that coming up and then in we run a bunch of different workshops too. We have in February, it's February 15th. We have show me the clients um, and show me the clients. That's another virtual workshop. Um, that one is complimentary. The business planning one is paid. However, with show me the clients, we get into the sales script and the questions you need to ask and lead generation and literally having a payment process plan and like all of those things. So that's coming up in 2023, which it's hard to believe that that's not that far away. Yeah. I told you that was the last question, but how do you get people to pay like on the phone? Is there a way? So through the, through the sales process, after you've asked all the questions and you've walked them through what options you have from a package standpoint and what makes most sense to them. You literally ask them for the business and they go, okay, Kelly, I want this package for this price. I'm ready to sign. I'm ready to go. Great. Do you have an extra 15 minutes for us to walk you through the contract oh. and the invoicing you can make your payment? I love that. Do you have, I have my square account right here. Let me put it in and I can run your credit card and then I can walk you through the contract and so forth. Yeah. I remember I got my, one of my first coaching clients and she was in tears, a girl, like I like, it was just the most powerful questions. I was in tears. I told my parents, um, like I was at their house and I was just like so happy and then, of course, you know, I would got like I lazy. I didn't send her contract like right away. And then, yeah, she ghosted me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of my least favorite words. But what happens is is doubt sets in. Yeah. People get very excited. And they're ready to do it. They're invigorated. They know you're you're their person, like all of those things. And then they leave and then they go. I don't think I can afford that. Yeah. 
I think that I want to look at two more wedding photographers. I think I need to do this. I think I need to do that. And then what happens is, is people just wait mm. or they don't follow up. And that's what tends to happen when you get ghosted. Whereas if people are ready to rock and roll, you get payment on site. Okay. So how do, it, you, uh, do you square for like, even if it's on zoom or does it have to be, can you like input it manually on square? So you can, I mean, Stripe has an app, Square has an app, PayPal has an app. It really depends on what your payment processor is, as well as I'm sure a lot of your people listening to this have a CRM. They literally can generate an immediate proposal with a contract and an invoice okay. and send it to some, an email it to somebody over Zoom, or they could have it in front of them if they're meeting with them at a home and have Wi-Fi on their iPad. I mean, there's so many oh, different yeah, things yeah. that people can do, but yeah. it's, if you do not have a payment process to take payment on the spot, you need to figure, like, stop what you're doing right now and figure that out. Okay. Yeah. That's when I read that on the questionnaire, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear about this um, because I don't do that. So I think it's just so powerful while, while it's hot, but I could talk about sales forever, but some fun questions. What do you like to do for fun, Kelly? Um, so we are a big music house. Oh, uh, my son Emerson is named after Emerson Hart from the band tonic. Ah. So yeah, we love concerts. Uh, we're big into star Wars and superheroes. So, um, we like to go and see movies, uh, with our kids being younger, we try to get out and do a date night twice a month. Oh, I love so that. that's, that's our big things where we get to go and just be husband and wife and not talk about bluey and, you know, any other <laughs> cartoon they're into right oh, now. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a really fun answer. I didn't know that about you obviously but it's something like not just like oh we like to you know watch Netflix you know <laughs> it's a little different <laughs> yeah um and I also love to read I mean just me personally I don't get to read as much as I used to but um I actually coming back from the retreat coming back from Arizona uh I've been dying to read I lo love the band Foo Fighters Oh yeah, and I've been dying to read his autobiography that's oh. come out like a year ago, and I literally they had it at the airport, wow. and I got to read 140 pages from like Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. to DC. So, um, and it's really good. If you all oh, like cool. Foo Fighters, I highly suggest it. Plus, I think Dave Grohl is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, so. shout out to Foo Fighters. They came to UC Riverside when I was in college. They're amazing. Um, yeah, I guess the last closing question is say you're a wedding photographer, wedding planner, florist, DJ, struggling to get leads, um, seeing everyone on Instagram posting and you feel like you're left out. Like what's like the one tip you could give them like just today that they could um, implement like right away and then where to find you after that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for a, a marketing tip on Instagram, I think the biggest thing is treating it just like a networking event where uh, people think that they need to hide behind posting uh -huh. where, where it's at 
is with stories and being authentic and they don't care if your hair and makeup is done, showing them behind the scenes, all of those things, as well as literally treating instant messaging as networking, like, and just being intentional about it, you know, maybe spending 30 minutes going, okay, who do I, who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to make a relationship with? Um, and just start talking to people. Wow, that's really cool. I think that's a cool mindset shift for people because people are like, ah, I don't know what to post. It's just like, like you're literally like making connections. Like it's not all about looking pretty, you know? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I mean, babies, dogs, pretty photos, you all have a lot of them. Uh-huh. People want to look at those things as well as they just want to see behind the curtain of like who you truly are. Um, because it just, it builds no like and trust. And I think where some people get stuck and I even get stuck with this too. Like they, you feel like you have to be in expert mode 24 seven all the time and be like on this pedestal when really people just want to know who you are and the chaos that comes with that, because that's what entrepreneurship is. I mean, we literally take a leap off off of a mountain blindly every single day sometimes. Mm -hmm. So cool. This is such a fun conversation. Um, I really, I think your next level sales, I'm more like the lower level trying to, you know, um, just figure it all out. But I think, I think you inspire me a lot because you have like this wisdom that it's kind of just next level. So trying to get there. Listen, just keep your eye on the horizon and half of it is dreaming, dreaming big and going, I want that. And then preparing and making the steps to get there. Yeah, I love that. And running your own race. Oh, I love that. Okay. Where can everyone find you and I guess work with you? Because I think, I don't know your personal um, sales uprising um, Instagram. I think it was your, was it someone else's? So yeah. Yes. So our company um, is Sales Uprising. You can reach us at salesuprising.com. You can find us at Sales Uprising on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. Um, And then my personal um, Instagram is uh, Coach Kellyanne Peck. Okay, yay. I'm going to look you up. So us, us coaches should stay in touch. And Yeah, I would love that. Cool, Kelly. Well, thank you so much for being on. And yeah, this is so great. Yeah, thank you for having me. I loved having the conversation about like all the different things. And you're right, it did go by quick. So thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.